0: Hello everyone, it's Frank Andrews and today is Saturday, October 10th. This is the OK Tulsa Podcast Episode 6. I am combining, I didn't do a podcast yesterday, which was Friday, because I figured I would just combine it with today. Currently it's just, it's the afternoon. I wanted to do that because yesterday was not that eventful. I didn't do too much. Um, Let's just start with Friday. I worked from home. I didn't go to the co-working space. I didn't feel like going that day. And plus I wanted to go to UPS because I had a lot of returns. And so I had to take a lift because the nearest one was nearly two miles away. So I couldn't line bike it, I'd line scooter it, or definitely not walk it and it was hot. So um, I order a lift around lunchtime during my lunch break. Before I'm about to leave, I get to meet my Airbnb host, who is so kind, so generous, so thoughtful, she decided to do what she offered to do, my laundry, change out my sheets, uh, towels, any clothes. I didn't put my underwear in there because I thought that'd be inappropriate and felt weird about that. But I put like pants and things because she insisted, which was really nice of her. She also may hook me up with a bike. She said she may know somebody who has a bike and if I can ride a bike around while I'm here, before I move closer, more into the city, that'd be phenomenal. It would help out tremendously. And I could just order a bike lock. Plus my co-working space has a spot where I can lock up my bike. So it's perfect. I would be very, very exhilarated if that's the case. But one of the things that I'm trying to debate about that is the fact that I have spoken uh, quite a bit about my My strong dislike towards bikers, I have an aversion towards them. I, I may, I don't want to say I hate them, that's too strong of a word, but if they all got hit by a semi truck, I do not know if I will shed a tear. Bikers are always annoying. Well, maybe not here. I actually don't see them very often here in Tulsa, but elsewhere they're the most annoying individuals because they love to ride obviously in huge groups. They ride in the middle of the road. They, I've never seen an in shape biker. And I'm talking about bikers who are actually, like with the biking I'm going to do is just going to be commuting biking. But I am specifically talking about bikers who act as if they are training for the Tour de France, yet they have a beer gut. Do you know what I mean? they all look out of shape they will wear spandex uh absurd completely absurd bike shoes which the little hills they act like they own the road they ride on walking trails and act like you're being an inconvenience because you're in their way but it's a walking trail and there's a bike trail next over the next trail over um yeah they're just irritating therefore but i don't know if i can be a biker, but. I'm not going to be that kind of biker. I'm not going to wear spandex, uh, get an inappropriate calf tattoo, and get one of those ridiculous helmets, and form a bike crew, and I'm not going to do that. But I did hear that sport in general is grueling. And I mean, real biking with like Lance Armstrong kind of style. They're all on steroids and it's no wonder. They're biking miles and miles and miles. I don't know how long the Tour de France is. I believe it's like 100, 200 miles. Something of that nature. Maybe even more. I'm just throwing, I'm spitballing. I have no idea, actually. I just know it's a lot. So, yeah, she may give me a bike. That'd be amazing. I'll be very thankful. I feel like I, well, I want to give her a thank you card, but I feel like that's not enough. I don't know if I should give her a gift card, but I don't know where to. But definitely a thank you card, because, yeah, she's been amazing. So, anyways, I... I talk to her, say what's up, hi, 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 etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But my lift pulls up. I hop into my lift. The guy's taking me QPS. I have a ton of boxes, tons of returns to Amazon, and he begins to tell me about his business ventures. He just moved here from, uh, I believe, Miami. And I was wondering why, and he was just talking about money reasons and etc. And he is partnering up with some friend of his who does music and owns dispensaries. So he was going to be, you know, making doing a music studio and opening up weed dispensaries or helping out with that at least. And then he asked if I wanted to invest. But he didn't give me any kind of uh, business plan. He just asked for money. And I was slightly perplexed and thrown off because said perhaps we can discuss this later maybe you could send me all the details your projections at least just a business plan that you that you and your partner gave to the bank if you you know started up a business loan or something of that nature but no you just wanted a a 100 and i didn't have cash on me may have missed out on a good business venture but no, he was a he was great. He was a nice guy. He dropped me off. I went to UPS, No worries, no issues. And then I had to wait in the parking lot until my next lift came and I ordered a lift, which I should have done today. But anyways, lift, there's not too many lift drivers out here. Uber's quicker, but lift it takes like 15 minutes to get a ride. But it's cheaper. So I did a lift. Um, I was waiting in the shade in the parking lot because it was hot. The parking lot was chaotic. People were coming in and out and nearly got hit by a truck. The guy pulled up in a truck and nearly took me out, but I'm not even in the parking space. I'm in the spot that you're not supposed to park. And he, yeah, so I was quite frustrated and annoyed by that because I thought I was standing out of the way yet he insisted on trying to run me over, but that wasn't it. That wasn't enough of the parking lot um, drama. What ended up occurring is I was sitting there and while I'm waiting for my lift in the matter of 15 minutes, The UPS parking lot turns into a reality TV show, there is a multitude of drama, it's endless, it's chaotic. It would be a perfect show for TLC, the UPS parking lot, and it would just be showing people fighting. Because what occurred was ridiculous. First off, the first one I want to talk about is a man, an old couple pulls up, they park, they get out, etc. They come back to leave, the man is trying to pull out, and there's a woman behind him, an old woman. Who's waiting for another guy to pull out because he's already pulling out, so he's behind it. But the old man for some reason doesn't understand that the woman is waiting for the guy because the man's already the other guy is already pulled out. So if she goes, she's gonna hit him. You know what I mean? But he thinks that she's just blocking him. So he's on the horn, he keeps honking the horn, he's cursing inside his car, and he's freaking out, and the lady like is not acknowledging him. The old lady that's behind him seems like she's just one of those old ladies that is half she shouldn't be driving like you know the ones that but she least isn't too bad but the kind of women that they're kind of there not women but just old individuals that you you're kind of worried when you see them they drive really slow and they when you talk to them they're semi conscious so she kind of looked out of it or unless she was just ignoring the guy because she maybe she didn't think he was honking at her anyways so he's pissed off about that the lady uh the person finally pulls out, drives, a lady starts going. The man is so frustrated that instead of just backing out completely, oh, this is what happens, why? So he starts backing out and another lady pulls through. And so he has to slam on his brake. He gets super pissed off. And then he there's those parking um, blocks, the cinder blocks, or whatever there are, cement blocks. He's in a Toyota Camry, not in a truck. He dro- he pulls up, he does want to pull all the way back because he just wants to leave now and he's all embarrassed and mad he decides to run over the the parking cement block, nearly takes off his bumper, and it just scrapes his car so bad, and he drives off all pissed, and he's trying to uh, floor it, and then that lady who was blocking him originally slams on the brakes for some odd reason, and so he has to slam on his brakes, and he honks again, and he's freaking out. So that was the end of that tale. And then there was another uh, young girl who was maybe, I don't know. 1920 she was young she is walking but she's walking in on, on through the parking spaces instead of behind those blocks where there's like a little walking path she decides to walk just straight into the spaces and an old lady pulls up and nearly runs that lady the girl over she has to stop the lady's the girl's not paying attention because she's texting but or at least on her phone and the lady nearly hits her she gets pissed at that old lady, obviously. They start having an argument, whatnot. Um, the lady walks by me and is trying to have me be on her side and I'm just trying to stay out of it. Cause she's like, did you see her? She's on her phone, she's not paying attention. It's like, well, yeah, but also you clearly saw her. You didn't have to <laughs> nearly run her over. Uh, so, man, I think obviously the, the person should be paying attention, but also I, I don't think She was expecting somebody to try to pull into a space and nearly hit her. She should have learned from my mistake. I think that just happens at UPS. At least I saw. I wasn't on my phone, so I moved when that truck guy was pulling in. But yeah, that could have been really bad. So there, there was that drama in the UPS parking lot. It was pretty wild. And some other old lady walked by me and she was moving really, really slow. And then supposedly she had four broken ribs. So that was why, and I was like, okay, I can understand. Because I thought I was in her way because she kept stopping. And then she would walk like one inch and stop again. And then she kept doing that. And I thought it was blocking her way. So I was like, am I in your way or something? And then, yeah, she's like, no, I just, uh, I have four broken ribs right now. So I'm in extreme amounts of pain. And I said, I am sorry about that. I wish uh, there's somebody that was helping you. She wasn't holding boxes, otherwise I would have held it, helped her at that point. She would just walk into her car. I don't know if, I don't know how it is with COVID either now. If I had to take her, hold her, allow her to like use me as a crutch or something. I don't know. But anyway, so that was UPS. I came back, decided to eat lunch and whatnot. Uh, I thought about, I, finished up work, what I needed to do, and then I started doing the creative kind of work and finished and edited my first video, which was just filming downtown Tulsa when I first walked around on a Sunday. It's, it's just views and videos of, of Tulsa for anyone who wants to watch. I didn't add any content. My voice was all messed up on it throughout the mic, so now it's just silent. But you get to see all the districts and I added a bunch of photos at the end so I did that I watched a little of this movie called Marie Antoinette with Kirsten Dunst and I do not recommend it I didn't finish it just like I didn't finish the other movie The Life Aquatic of Steve Sisu or that whatever that movie was because this movie in particular the Marie Antoinette with Kirsten Dunst it doesn't know what it wants to be if you've seen it you you understand what I mean at first it starts off like kind of quirky. And I thought, oh, this is an interesting interesting take. And it had, uh, I think Jason Schwartzman, he, the guy who played the main character, Max on Rushmore, him, he's kind of awkward. He's the perfect character for like any kind of quirky character. He was playing King Louis the 16th. And so I thought this is going to be uh, actually maybe pretty interesting, pretty cool, maybe a little funny because it's, it has this quirky vibe, but yet it doesn't stay with that. It, It tries to be quirky, it tries to be romantic, it tries to have drama and serious moments. And it's just like, it's all over the place. And it's like, stay consistent. And so it just seems, um, yeah, it's like a, just seems like a frivolous film. It's like, things are just kind of bouncing around. There's really nothing, it changes its theme and kind of tone constantly. Like in the beginning, it really had this kind of sense of just being more of a comedy. and kind of odd and quirky, but yeah, it quickly, it, it occasionally pulls back to that but then it resumes trying to be like romantic or serious then just like a parting kind of uh female tale with like a, a prequel to bridesmaids but less funny so that was that and also the lift drive that took me back to my apartment she was very kind she i love when you meet people that are very proud of their children my parents probably don't have that for me but this woman was very proud of her son he played the drums i guess he wanted to play the drums he's 13 i believe and he plays all these musical instruments he plays for the church he is wants to be like nick cannon on drumline but yeah you just see individuals light up and they feel so enthusiastic and proud to be talking about their children and what they're doing and any of their accomplishments. And if they have awards, they want to let you know. So this was that woman. She spoke about her, her son. She's a single mother and she just has her son. And so you could tell they have that really close bonding bond and like that amazing relationship. So it was nice. That was that was great. It's always nice from that. She just lit up like sunshine, and she was yeah very sweet. Shout out to her. So today, I, well last night I, I also drank a Coors Light because it was the only alcohol I didn't want to go out, but I wanted like a glass of wine or something. But I didn't have wine. I don't even think I have a bottle, of wine opener here. But there's there's three Coors Light cans left over from I don't know, but they're not expired thankfully. And I have never drinking Coors Light before. I tried it and I, that's my last time tasting Coors Light is what I'm going to say. That's the last time I I will ever drink it. First time I drink it, last time I ever ever will drink it. It is, as Charles Barkley would say, terrible. It is terrible. It very, yeah, it was nasty. I had to just, by the end of it, I just didn't want to go to waste. So I just kind of chugged it down, but it felt like it was, Torture, I'd feel like that would be a drink they'd serve to possible terrorists in Guantanamo Bay. It was, yeah, it's nasty. I don't know how people like it. At least I've had Bud Light and that's okay. At least it can be kind of refreshing when it's like nice and cold, because it's mostly water. But this one, it just tasted, yeah, not good. I don't know, maybe it did go bad. But I, I mean, it's domestic beer, so I don't think it's gonna be that high quality, anyways. It's not really meant for taste. I believe it's probably more meant for people just to kind of get drunk for cheap. I think that's really where Coors Light fits. Taste—it's not "Taste the Rockies." I think is their slogan. It should just be like, you know, we know you're not drinking this for taste. You're drinking this for price. One of the cheapest ways to get drunk, Coors Light. That should be the slogan. One of the cheapest ways to get drunk. I tried to uh, be a marketing manager for Natural Ice. If you've ever heard of that beer brand, it's it's around, It's around. lower than Coors Light. It is around, it hovers around the same territory as Keystone and it is completely shitty. It, you can buy, I think a 30 pack for $14 maybe in certain areas, maybe maybe even $12.99. It is, I know about it because we drink it in college because it's the best, it's the cheapest beer, you're broke, and especially if you're hosting parties and you have beer pong and whatnot, you just need cheap beer, you, you are going to get that because it's a lot of beer for cheap. So I was trying, I know you're not supposed to encourage college drinking, but there's people that are 21. I told them that they should just I gave them this whole marketing plan, but they never replied to me. So it may not have been that good, but I thought they should specifically target college in regards to like beer pong and being that kind of party frat, frat beer, sorority beer kind of idea. But if you're drinking it out of college, you most definitely should question your life and the choices you are making. You, your soul is begging for you to do some deep introspection. Take a sabbatical, go up to the mountains or in nature in solitude and really start figuring out your life because you should stop drinking Keystone or natural ice when you graduate from college or when you drop out of college. But so today I wanted to get up early. So I went to sleep very early by like 9 p.m. because I had to get up early, get eat, do a few things, eat breakfast because I was going to the Philbrook Museum today because I had a ticket, a timed admission at 9 a.m. and they have to do timed admissions. And I just have to say that place is amazing. It's beautiful. It's wonderful. The, the house itself is fantastic. But the best part about the Philbrook, I will assume, I, most people probably will agree with me is the gardens. They are, they're breathtaking. The gardens, there was yoga in the gar- people doing yoga, there was a lot of photographers. I think there was going to be a wedding party there later on. They had Second Saturday going on, a bunch of different events. The museum itself was great. The house is, yeah, inside is beautiful, the mansion. I just have nothing but great things to say about it really. I was happy I was there. I left because it's not, the museum itself is not too large. You can finish it in a day, which is nice. Sometimes it's overwhelming when you have a museum that's too large because, at least for me, I like to sit and actually like to stand and look at the art, observe it, read about it. And so a lot of the time I can't finish a museum in a day or I feel rushed and I have to start just rushing through things that I don't like or I'm not as in intrigued by but this one I managed to finish within a few hours and even go explore the gardens take photos and some videos and whatnot also took photos of this uh, a girl asked me to take photos of her from, by the gardens and I, I always feel feel nervous when that happens not because a girl's talking to me but because I don't want to take a bad photo so I just try to snap a bunch it's always difficult because you don't know what the person really wants I'm not a photographer But best case scenario in those situations is to just constantly take a bunch of photos, zoom in, zoom out, try all the different angles and see, hopefully one works. They just need one photo to post on Instagram, right? Yeah, so that was the Philbrook Museum. It was, yeah, amazing. And then both my, my Uber drivers, Uber's so expensive, I did it, but it's $15 one way there and one way back. So I spent $30 just getting to the Philbrook Museum, and getting back to my apartment. So a lot, it's a pretty expensive museum trip, a museum day, but it was worth it, well worth it. I like it. And my wheel drivers are, are great, they're great to talk to. It's always interesting to see what people are doing with their lives. One just got divorced recently, tried to date, um, was talking about the dating world. He had a lot of good points about the new current dating world in regards to like online dating, and the endless choices, and Him feeling like if you, he feels like certain people have unreal expectations now, and if anyone's unsatisfied with a relationship, it just takes one DM from somebody, right, and they can start having that the seeds it sows the seeds of doubt, and they start thinking that there's something else out there. But I do really, uh, I do agree with him in regards to a lot of the times now. It's you have you well, obviously people want attention and want these things to be you know, their social media is to be popping kind of idea, but in regards to relationships, they see they see certain things and everything is just kind of edited on social media, right? It's edited, it's beautiful, it's it's all kind of fiction, it's, it's, it's an ideal a falsified world and it, what are, already occurs is individuals constantly already place an ideal image upon the person whether it be a boy or a girl, whoever they're into and it happens unconsciously whether you're conscious about it or not and you cast this kind of ideal image on somebody and then the minute that shatters, you become disenchanted with that person and you're upset and you feel like you feel like they almost like lied to you but they didn't you just didn't know them you had this false ideal that was not pla it wasn't possible for them to fulfill they're a human being. I do that all the time I have to stop that but it's easier to do it in this kind of uh, world because you constantly have new you have endless choices everywhere this all these dating apps all this constant social media you can interact with anybody around the world at any time and so you have you're never exhausting your choices so if somebody doesn't fulfill this kind of ideal image for you or things don't seem perfect you can instantly just start playing your choice, like opening up. Maybe you don't commit to somebody else immediately, but you, you begin to start unraveling from the person you, you're with and say, okay, this doesn't seem like it's going to be perfect. So I'm going to start looking elsewhere. And I feel like you're just caught in that cycle and no matter what, you're always going to be unsatisfied. So it's interesting to see how that will end up turning out in the future. I don't know if anyone else is, thinks that, but I think it's easier to do that to become dissatisfied the, this, the first moment that you think the relationship isn't perfect, you can get out of there and you can start playing your choices. Right, You start playing the game again, and once someone else sparks something up from you, then your ideal image of them is cast on someone else, and then you hop out of that relationship into this new relationship, who you think that this person is going to be the ideal image of a boyfriend or a girlfriend. Also, a weird thing, that I've been seeing a lot lately is now uh, tons of women in particular are saying, well, I mean, I'm only on dating sets, like, for women, but they're all saying they're bisexual now. I don't know if that's, like, the new popular thing to say. Maybe they really are. I'm not saying that there aren't people that are that, but I think that the vast majority of individuals are just doing it more now because it's, like, the cool thing to do. It's a little, it makes it seem like you're you're more free-spirited. You're a little, it's, like, a little edgier, right? I know a lot of, before it was just like, I mean, I guess it's not that new of a thing. There's a lot of women that I know that had like, you know, a lesbian phase. But then, then they end up going back to men. My cousin was like that. But the funny thing was like, she went full lesbian. She started driving Subaru Outback. She, she even got like tattoos that were for like lesbian symbols and whatnot. And then, turns out she became pregnant. We we're like, wait, what? I thought she was a lesbian. But she got drunk and then when and she would get drunk and hook up with men, but then say that she was a lesbian. And it's like if you like both, that's fine. Like, but I just think that uh some people just need those phases. A lot of times it's like when they're younger. But the weird thing about it is that men don't really have that. Right? Like there's it's not really a thing where a man has a gay phase. And then goes to women. And even if he does, it's just kind of like. It's a taboo. I think women look down upon it. There's even a show I I watched. uh, It's a new show. It's not like an old show. It's the Dorails in Corfu, I believe. And it's a PBS uh, show in Britain. And the woman doesn't marry this man who they're in love with because before before she marries him, she finds out that he used to be gay. And so she said she can't marry him. And she said he's gay. But I was... The thing is why can't a man maybe he had a gay phase right and then decided he liked women but yeah i think that's interesting i don't know if that's a thing maybe it is maybe i'm wrong i don't know enough about it but it's interesting to see that or it's like the two sides and they're different i wonder if women care that's what i'm I'm trying to say do do women care if a man has been with a man i men i know care either not at all they don't care or care far less. It's a minority of men that are going to actually care if a woman has hooked up with a woman in the past. But if it's the opposite way, I wonder how that is. It'd be interesting. i like to ask, like, I'd like to survey people, survey like a huge group of like random, random selection of women and ask, would they consider dating a man if they knew that he used to be gay or like had relationships with men? It'd be interesting, That's interesting science subject I, I'm sure there's, or like a socio, does that fall under sociology? I'm sure there's some kind of study about it. I have to look it up after this. But where was I in my story? Oh yeah, so I got back, I ordered some food from this seafood bar, this barbecue place, and it had catfish, and I haven't had catfish ever in my life, and it was catfish fillets They gave you four of them. They also gave me two baked potatoes for sides and a piece of bread. And I ordered another meal, which was brisket. And they gave me a side with that too. They gave you a lot of food for cheap and the catfish fillets uh, with the tartar sauce. Oh, they give you hush puppies with that as well. I believe hush puppies, aren't they just fried like bread crumbs? It's just straight up, It just clogs your arteries, arteries immediately. But the, yeah, the catfish fillets were delicious, but definitely probably not a healthy thing to eat. There are four of them breaded and fried. But I was so hungry that I ate all of them and it was amazing. And I got a sweet potato side and a baked potato. I didn't eat the baked potato. The sweet potato was delicious. They cooked it really well. And the catfish, highly recommend it if you haven't eaten it. But you can imagine it's fried. It's like, it's fried fish. So it's going to be delicious, but probably not the most nutritious. I am planning on going, well, I want to go out. I want to go to the poetry slam contest tonight. I also heard, I don't know if it's the opera, but I'm pretty positive. It happened at the opera last night during a fireworks show. They caught a nearby apartment construction building on fire but thankfully they put it out quickly that'd been horrendous I wonder how it went I don't know how the concert went either the Grand Apollo one I was interested and curious about it but yeah I just was working on editing the video that I didn't have time to go out but I wanted to see it but there's nowhere you can find it you know no one posted about it not even the artists themselves who performed you would think that they would post about it like have a video of themselves like a friend film them and post it but i couldn't find it so i wanted to see how it worked how many people showed up how did it go yeah that seems mind-boggling to me why wouldn't you post it so yeah anyways i will catch you up tomorrow because I'm going to go out go to the poetry at night i want to go walk around. It's a little hot. But I've, I follow spells. I will just ride a lime bike, a lime scooter, bike. I feel like I should walk off some things. I haven't been walking. I've been lazy. And now I just had a bunch of fried food. So I think walking may do me well. And I had a Coors Light last night. Right? Unfortunately, at least I will learn from my mistakes to never do that again. Unless I want to torture myself. I'm a masochist then I'd drink Cores Light, listen to Imagine Dragons, and eat KFC. That would be immensely masochistic. But thank you for listening. This is the OK Tulsa podcast. This is Frank Andrews and I will speak with you tomorrow. Goodbye.